What's up? It's been a long, long time, but season two is finally here. The hiatus is over. Oh, it's about time. It's It's been too long. Both got busy at random times. You got teeth removed, and I had all kinds of weird stuff, And but we're back. That's what matters. We're here. You bet. Let's talk football. It is football time. Um, obviously, the NFL season is in full swing, so is college. Uh, This is the start of season two for this podcast, episode one, and today we are laying down our predictions for week five. Catch us every Wednesday laying down predictions each week, and these are the week five predictions. All right, so week five is upon us in the NFL season. Uh, There's been some standouts. Some surprising not-so-standouts, and a lot of people in between. So, with Week 5 approaching, let's get some predictions in here. So, the bye week uh, this week is the Lions and the Dolphins. Thank God the Dolphins are on a bye week. So, we're not missing out on much good football. (laughs) Absolutely not. The Lions actually haven't looked bad, but the Dolphins have looked absolutely just butt ugly. No, yeah, the Lions were undefeated until last week. They almost they, beat the, they they almost beat the, beat the Chiefs. Chiefs. They honestly should have. If if Mahomes wouldn't have led that game-winning drive, they honestly should have. The Lions actually look decent. They do. So we'll start with the Thursday night game. Uh, the 3-1 and one Rams against the 3-1 and one Seahawks in Seattle. Um, I'm, I'm thinking this game is a very good one. Um, I know that the Rams just gave up 55 to the Bucks. But I truly think this is going to be defensive because anytime these two teams play, it's always a scrappy battle. Um, I, I think it's going to be a defensive game. Okay, so I'm going to say the other way. Just because offense? the Rams gave up 55 points to Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston looked like a backup quarterback for f- three weeks. And then week four, <laughs> four touchdowns, 55 points. So yeah. the Rams defense looks pretty porous right now. It does. And Russell Wilson is playing at an MVP level. He is. Like I said, just go back and listen to one of those episodes where we talk about the NFL, and I picked Russell Wilson as my MVP this season. I'm just going to say it again. Okay, and then, so Jared Goff, 68 pass attempts last week, 45 completions, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and a loss. That's a lot of completions. A lot of completions, but four turnovers. <laughs> I, I really... He doesn't look so good. We'll, we'll find out, but I think it's going to be defensive. All right, final score prediction. I'm saying Rams 16, Seahawks 10. Rams come out with the dub. Rams 26, Seahawks 30. Okay. Sunday games now. Uh, Jacksonville at Carolina. Take it away. All right. Jacksonville at Carolina. So, I love Garner Minshew. But the office, America's quarterback. Yeah, the mustache, <laughs> the headband, the whole thing. Did, did you awesome. see that his completion percentage right now is 69.420%? 69,420? That's amazing. insane. It fits him so Absolutely well. Absolutely insane. But, so their offense lacks some explosion. Leonard Fournette had like 225 yards last week. Insane. But still, he's not. he doesn't seem very explosive to me. He's not Carolina consistent. has a very stout defense. But I, last week, Kyle Allen had no touchdowns, three lost fumbles. So their offense doesn't look that good either. I, I think this game has the potential to be a defense-first defense, defense kind of game. Uh, Jacksonville's obviously a defensive team. Uh, Carolina can be. I mean, and especially with Kyle Allen, I don't think Carolina's going to do too well in this one. I also don't think the Jags are going to do too well. I don't think this game's going to be all that great, honestly. Both teams are 2-2. Two and two. Something's got to give. Um, you never really know what you're going to get on a weekly basis with either of these teams, really. Sometimes Carolina looks like a Super Bowl contender. Sometimes they blow. 
And then same with Jacksonville. Sometimes Jacksonville's defense looks like they're all pro bowlers, but sometimes they suck. They both look like they should be 2-2. Two and two. So, that, Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> they're, they're playing like the record <laughs> indicates a good how they've played. All right, uh, you go ahead and give a final score prediction. All right, Jalen Ramsey is going to be out this week with an injured back. Yep. McCaffrey had t- 37 touches last he week. He did. Kyle Allen kind of sucks. They're going to rely on McCaffrey. I'm going to go Jags 17, Panthers 24. I say Panthers 21, Jags 10. All right, so on to Arizona and Cincinnati. Um, I'll, I guess I'll lead the discussion on this one. So the first slide I have written in my notes is, wow, two terrible teams that I really don't care about either way. So Arizona's 0-3-1, Cincinnati's 0-4. Somebody's going to win their first game. Um, I don't care about this game that much. I got to make a pick for it, obviously, but wow, these teams are not good. I mean... I, I'm just going to lean towards the Bengals with their veteran offense and Andy Dalton. I know John Ross just went on the IR today, but I still think they're going to pull one out here. I think Tyler Boyd's going to have a big day. Um, Joe Mixon could have a big day against Arizona's pretty subpar defense. So I'm going to have – I'm going to pick the Bengals, but you go ahead and give me your opinion. Okay, so you said pretty bad defense. Arizona's given up 10 passing touchdowns, and they have zero picks on the season. Oh, it's not just bad. It's that's really, awful. really bad. That's butt ugly. But John Ross just injured his clavicle. He's out he for eight weeks. A.J. Green is still out. So still. really, does Andy Dalton have a lot of options to throw the ball to? Tyler no. Boyd. Tyler Boyd's going to have a big game. <laughs> but I still don't know if they have enough to get past the Cardinals. Not that the Cardinals are even good, but... I'm going to take the ninth overall pick by the Oakland Athletics in the 2018 draft, <laughs> Kyler Murray. He's going to win his first game this week. He could have helped the A's out tonight. Um, I'm going to take – so what's your final score? So I have Cardinals 31, Bengals 30. All right, I got Bengals 34, Cardinals 27. So a pretty high-scoring game is what we're expecting. So I, bad defenses leads the high their score. Their defenses are so bad. Uh, yeah. Okay, on to Atlanta and Houston. All right, Atlanta and Houston. Oof. Atlanta is one and three. Houston's two and two. So it's two teams playing below expectations. Great talent Great. on both teams, but they just haven't been able to put it all together. DeAndre Hopkins three straight down weeks after a monster week one. So I expect him to blow up in this one. Deshaun Watson's going to put up some numbers. Uh, what do you think? I I think they're both coming off very rough losses. Atlanta lost a rough one to Tennessee, twenty four to ten. Houston lost a rough one to Carolina, sixteen to ten. So both teams only put up 10 points last week. They're both probably pretty pissed off. Um, something's got to give. Atlanta's 1-3. If they go 1-4, and four, they can basically just kiss the, kiss the playoffs goodbye, even though I really don't think they're going to make it this year anyways in that division. But Houston is going to be a playoff team, I truly believe. I think Houston will get their head out of their ass eventually, but right now it does not look good. I think Houston has the superior confidence in this game. I think Houston has the superior team, too, because of their defense. I think the offenses are similar in their big names. You know, you got Julio, you got DeAndre, you got Devonta Freeman, you got not really anybody. I guess Duke Johnson. Carlos I mean, Hyde. Duke yeah, Johnson. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. I mean, two washed up running backs. You got Deshaun Watson and Matt Ryan. Like, their offenses are comparable, but Houston's defense, I think, is going to be the, the kingpin here. What's your pick on the score? So I'm going Falcons 20, Houston Texans 31. I'm going Texans 33, Falcons 23. So similar Very prediction similar. there. Yep. Um, okay, on to Tampa Bay and New Orleans. So um, I guess I'll lead it off here. You know, even though I'm leaning towards saying it was a fluke, Tampa Bay looked downright impressive last week. Like, there's no sugarcoating it. They put up 55. Like, 
if you put up 55 in the NFL, you had a good week. Now, do I think that they're going to do that consistently the rest of the year? No. But do I think that they could do it again to New Orleans, who doesn't have a great pass defense? Yeah. New Orleans has a great run defense, don't get me wrong, but let's be honest here, the Bucks are an aerial attack team. Always have been. The, at least the last like four or five years they have been. Back, back in the days when they had Rondi Barber, I think was the last time they actually like ran the ball consistently. But Tampa Bay's 2-2, two two, New Orleans is 3-1. I the, think the only way the Bucks can't win will be if Jameis can be just about perfect through the air. Because if they run the ball, the Saints are just going to stuff them every time. Yeah, so the Bucks throw the ball. That's just the game play. No matter yeah. who they're playing, no matter game situation, they throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And that didn't work for the first three, four weeks, but the first three weeks. But then last week, they put up 55 points out of nowhere. Crazy. Jameis Winston, I'm not sure if he's going to be a consistent starter the rest of his career. I kind of thought he was going to lose his job this season and be done. But great week last week. Um, I think he he doesn't duplicate last week's performance, but he still throws a couple touchdowns, and they edge the breezeless Saints. See, I got the I got the score as Saints 30, Bucks 20, just because I don't think they're going to quite pan out this week. I have Bucks 24, Saints 20. Okay, cool. Um, so now we move on to Minnesota and New York Giants. All right, so Danny Dimes came back to earth last week a little bit. Yes, he did. Uh, second career start, one touchdown, two interceptions against a bottom-tier defense in the Redskins. They still managed to win the game 24-3, to but he didn't look that good. Um, and then this week he goes up against one of the best defense in the defenses in the league for the past like five ten years the minnesota mm-hmm. vikings look out and the vikings passing offense hasn't looked that good either they've relied on the run um i think they do that again on sunday and dalvin cook just like tears up the giants yeah i i personally don't think this game's going to be very exciting from a viewer standpoint because these offenses are both i mean I, dalvin cook's great and i think kirk cousins has the potential to be great i just don't think he's quite there right now but Neither of these offenses excite me that much. You know, they don't have, like, the Chiefs it factor or anything like that. But um, as far as I'm concerned, I think, I mean, Minnesota has a great defense. The Giants don't. Give me Minnesota in a not memorable at all ball game. So I have Vikings 27, Giants 13. I have Vikings 24, Giants 20. Now on to the Bears and Raiders. So um, let's see here. Um, an interesting game. Uh, Chicago, a great defense. Oakland doesn't look as horrible as I originally thought. Um, I think the Bears are their best when Trubisky actually, you know, does something, uh, obviously. But um, the Bears' defense is almost unbeatable, and I think as long as the offense gets him a a, a decent like a like a touchdown lead i think they they can win every time i think the first game of the season atrocity is behind them you know they only let up seven points in that game or was it 10 so i think it was only seven they only gave up seven points in that entire game i mean if you can't rely on your offense to get you more than just one touchdown that's pretty bad but i personally think the bears are going to edge the raiders what about you so the bears are three and one and it's mm-hmm. clear that it's not because of the offense oh no way that defense is so elite and the raiders have looked okay but they're not that explosive josh jacobs was uh sick last week he didn't look like he was running too well tyrell williams is their number one receiver and then outside of him they don't really have anybody darren Wa- darren waller's a pretty good tight end but you have two decent options, no great options in that offense. 
Yeah. My, so basically, uh, the defense is going to rule in this one. The Bears don't have to score that much, mm-hmm. and Trubisky's actually going to be out. So Chase Daniel. Oh, gonna be that's right. Of, former Mizzou quarterback, go Chase Daniel, <laughs> career backup. Uh, but out of backups, he's one of the better ones. I agree. He started a game for him last year, and I think they won on I, tr- on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he has a winning record in his career, which yeah. is only like ten starts. Yeah. But still. My gut tells me the Bears are going to handle this one pretty easy. Um, I have a sort of low-scoring affair, though. I'm going Bears 20, Raiders 7. I'm, I'm going Bears 17, Raiders 10. Okay. All right. Um, we'll move on to the Jets and the Eagles, then. All right. So, Jets-Eagles. Jets are 0-3. Eagles are 2-2. and But the Eagles are coming off a huge win over the Packers last Thursday. And they're probably going to keep that momentum going, considering they're facing the winless Jets who might or might not have Sam Darnold. I'm not sure it even matters. Uh, He's out with Mono, which is ridiculous. Uh, But this is one of the best bets, I think, all weekend to be a blowout. This one's not going to be close. What do you think? I agree with you. I think Philly looks pretty good this year. They they look decent, I'll put it that way. I think they're kind of having a slow wake-up, but I think once they get going, they're going to be like a machine because I think they've been one of my kind of my early eyes to like look at and say, you know, I think Philly might return to the, you know, the one of the final four teams remaining in the league this year. Um, Philly looks all right. It makes them look even better coming off that solid win against the Packers. Like you said, that was a great win. Um, that was one of those games that it could have gone either way. And that was such a, such a, just a huge, you could see the confidence just shoot up. Devontae Adams getting hurt really and, changed yeah, the I mean, of he, that game. Yeah, I mean, he received for 180 before he got hurt too. 150 he had, he had 150 and a half. half. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, I think it'll stay, um, it, it'll, they'll, they'll stay winning and, uh, I don't think there's going to be a ton of offense, but enough that a Philly will approach 30. I go 27, 13 Eagles. I have Jets 13, Eagles 31. Okay. Very so. close. Um, well onto Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Um, so Pittsburgh finally put their trash luck behind them with a win over the dismal Bengals last year. They got their first win, um, I think that end streak will win at one uh, end at one game. Uh, Baltimore's two and two. Pittsburgh's one and three. Uh, I, this is not a blowout by any means. When these two play each other, no matter the rosters, this is just one of those grit and grind games. Like this is one of those rivalry games where it's it's like the it's like the Bengals and the Steelers was on Monday. I mean, it doesn't matter which the, you know Steelers took care of business pretty easily, but it usually doesn't matter the roster. Like. It's like the Raiders and Chiefs. The Chiefs are superior to the Raiders and, and have been the last two seasons by far, but the Raiders still beat them a couple times in the last two seasons. Like It's just one of those things. It's one of those emotional games, and everybody's hyped up for it. I think there's going to be some pretty decent offense in this one, and I'm going to take Ravens 30, Steelers 23. All right, so the Ravens started out the year on fire looking like one of the best teams in the AFC but then they had two straight losses to the Chiefs and Browns, who are pretty good teams, but that's, that's kind of like tempered our expectations of the Ravens for the rest of the season. But I'd say look for them to gain their footing in this game. This is a get-right game for the Ravens. Lamar goes for like three total touchdowns, probably a turnover. I have Ravens 24, Steelers 17. Yep, awesome. Um, moving on to Buffalo and Tennessee. <laughs> so these are two of the best defenses in the league. This is going to be a good game to watch if you like football, like you're a football head and you understand the game and you like defense. If you're a casual fan, you'll probably hate this game. 
Uh, probably a lot of turnovers coming. The Bills defense held the arguable greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, last week to 150 yards, zero touchdowns, and an interception. And Mariota had a good week last week, but he's no Tom Brady, so... Not even close. <laughs> I'm kind of scared of what they're going to do to him this week. Josh Allen's in concussion protocol, so we don't yeah. know if he's going to play. So that's why I kind of didn't know how to go with this game. Yeah. I think if he plays, Bills 16, Titans 13. If he doesn't play, I'm going to go Bills 10, Titans 13. Yeah, so I'm a Titans fan, as you know. Um, this is not a game I'm looking forward to. Like, I yeah, I'm a Titans fan. Yeah, and I love watching all their games. But, wow, this one... This one's going to be just nitty-gritty. Um, defense will be the only thing present in this game. Somehow, these two teams have combined for five wins and three losses. Uh, if these two were one team, they'd be five and three. I, I, don't, I don't know how, but it happened. Um, this game won't be a pretty win for whoever does it. After an ugly affair, I think the Titans hold on at home 17-12. to 12. Buffalo hits four field goals. So I think it's highly unlikely either of these teams gets to 20 points. I, I totally agree. <laughs> if one of these, like, I bet the points, the spread on this game is like, I bet the over-under is probably like 32 and a half We're going to have less. to look that up. But I, I bet, bet it's, it's like, get, I bet it's in the low 30s. If there was ever an over-under in the high 20s, this would probably be yeah. the game right here. Uh, okay, well, now to a not-so-low-scoring game, the New England Patriots and the Washington Redskins. Now, I know you said that the Philly one's going to be your uh, pretty surefire bet for an upset. I, or not an upset, a blowout. Oh, God. This is going to be a blowout. There is oh, yeah. no other oh, way to put yeah. it. It, it, it. New England's 4-0. Washington's 0-4. Washington doesn't have a legitimate quarterback. Oh, Lordy, this is going to be bad. Uh, the Pats didn't even look that great against the Bills. The Reds, uh, like, even though they didn't look good, I still think the Redskins are just screwed. Like, they don't have any good QB1 options. Haskins threw three picks in his first ever performance. He only completed the ball nine times out of 17 tries. Barely threw for over 100 yards. Not to mention the Patriots are undefeated. And number one in the power ranking still, Pats by 90. Uh, Patriots, I, I got the Patriots big. What do you got? Okay, so Haskins threw three interceptions, like you said, and that was in one half. That's insane. So that offense is just a complete Nathan mess. Nathan Peterman looking ass. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the Patriots defense has feasted all season. Like They've turnovers like crazy. So it, this one's not going to be close. I got Patriots 30, Redskins 12. Yeah. Um, I've got Patriots 35, Redskins 13. So very similar final scores there. We need to find more stuff to disagree about. <laughs> uh, a lot of these games are pretty clear. Yeah, though. yeah. Uh, Denver and uh, the Los Angeles Chargers is next. The Broncos and the Chargers, a little division rivalry here. So this is the Melvin Gordon return game. And sometimes we kind of worry whenever a guy's holding out if he's going to be out of shape. But Melvin's been like sharing videos over the past, past couple weeks. And he looks like he's ready to run all over the league. And also he's fighting for that new contract because he's trying to make some money. So I think he's going to go off the rest of the season. The Broncos are winless, and even though Flacco is putting up career highs and completion percentage, that offense does not have very much explosiveness outside of, like, Philip Lindsay, and then Emmanuel Sanders is okay. But that offense is not that good, and the defense isn't what it used to be either. We always thought of the Denver Broncos as this defensive juggernaut, but it's not exactly that anymore. Yeah, I'm with you. They're not what they once were when they won the Super Bowl 50. Um, both of these teams have been kind of underwhelming to start the year. You know, I was very... Like, I keep up with football pretty well. I 
totally I did I didn't even know that the Broncos hadn't won a game yet until I looked it up. I was like they're 0 and 4. The Broncos probably haven't started a season 0 and 4 in their in their entire tenure in the NFL. I honestly bet because they I mean they're one of the better franchises in the NFL. I I bet they have a winning record as a franchise. But both these teams have been underwhelming. The Chargers were expected to be on the Chiefs heels all season out west, but it's been kind of crickets so far. Yeah, they've they've won their last two games. But um, this division matchup is always an interesting one. But Melvin Gordon, like you said, he's primed and ready to go. Um, give me the Chargers in this one, 33-17. I have Broncos 17, Chargers 34. Oh, very close. Okay. Uh, I, this could arguably be the best game of the weekend. Oh, I'm excited I get to lead off with this one then. Um, Green Bay and Dallas. Uh Packers and Cowboys, two storied franchises, two great teams right now. This game is just going to be good. It's just going to be real good. A rematch of the 2016 NFC Divisional Round. Um, These teams are both poised to make playoff runs this year. I've got a lot of faith in Aaron. I've got some faith in Dak. While Dak has looked better to start the season, I think I'm going to side with the veteran, cool presence of Aaron Rodgers in this game. And I think the Packers are going to edge the Cowboys in a low-scoring game. All right, so Aaron Rodgers is a great competitor. He always finds a way to win the game, even whenever his team maybe shouldn't. He's 6-2 and two in his career versus the Cowboys with 15 touchdowns and two interceptions. But give me the Cowboys. Okay. Devontae Adams is out probably because he, uh, he got injured last mm-hmm. week. We're not sure if he's going to play his turf toe. Uh, and then Jamal Adams got knocked out on the first play and was taken out on the stretcher. So I think A-Rod's kind of out, kind of without like a lot of his help. He makes people better. Like, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, probably going to have a big game. Aquinas St. Brown. But the three-headed monster <laughs> of Dak, Zeke, and Amari Cooper, it, I think it's just going to prove to be too much for the Packers. I don't even know if Aquinas is still on the Packers. I just liked his name. Aquinas St. Brown. Last year he was, I don't yeah, know. No, but... I think he still is. He's like yeah. fourth on the depth chart somewhere. Yeah. He's in there somewhere. I got Packers 20, Cowboys 17. So At least we disagree on that one. Yeah, there we go. There's one. All right, two more games to go through. Indy and KC. This is you. All right. Sunday night. Uh, going into the year, the Colts' top three offensive weapons were Andrew Luck, who retired. T.Y. <laughs> Hilton, who injured, got injured two weeks ago, didn't play last week, has not practiced this week. And then Marlon Mack, who also got injured last week and has not practiced this week. So it's looking like they're going to be without their top three offensive weapons going into the year. And on top of that, they have to play the Chiefs. So they just don't stand a chance. I think they're done. Potential blowout alert. Ding, ding, ding. The Lions just made it quite interesting against the Chiefs, yes. But the Colts don't have enough firepower to keep up with them. With, with I mean, with Mahomes and the boys, like, you. first of all, I don't know if any team in the, in the entire NFL has as much offensive firepower as Kansas City. And then second of all, I mean, <laughs> the, the Colts are just kind of downright dunzoed here. I mean, without... Andrew Luck to retirement without T.Y., without Marlon Mack. I mean, Eric Ebron's not looking like he like he was last year. This, this is a res- It's a recipe for a very bad game, a long game. I got Chiefs 38. This is the closest I came to putting a team at 40. Chiefs 38, Colts 17. I have Colts 21, Chiefs 37, and I wanted to, I wanted to do 50. 
I told I, myself no. <laughs> I said, don't do it. I, I told myself before this started, I'm not going to give any team 40 points, but that's as close as I could come. Honestly, I also, you probably should have. I thought about putting New England at 40 against the Redskins, Both of too. those teams, and Chargers thought even about a chance to go off. Okay, and finally, our last game on the slate is the Monday night game, the Browns and the Niners. This one's actually going to be pretty dang interesting. If this game would have happened two years ago, I would not have wanted to watch it. Last year, I'd have been like, why am I watching this? But this year, actually pretty good. These teams are looking solid. San Francisco, undefeated 3-0. Cleveland, 2-2. and And, you know, I think they're a little better than 2-2 and myself. I think they kind of got caught up in the hype. They need to kind of just chill, let their play do the talking. Had a big win last week. I mean, they made the Ravens look pretty easy. And, you know, the Ravens are a good team. So, this one will be interesting. The 49ers have started the year nice and hot with Jimmy G. The Browns have been... So-so. This will be a very close game. I don't see a ton of defense. Um, I mean, the only defensive options I see from each side are Miles Garrett and Nick Bosa. I mean, I could see a few plays, but I think it's going to be a duel between Jimmy and Baker. And I think Jimmy outduels Baker, and the Niners beat him by three, 29-26. All right. So you look at the Browns. They started off rocky. But then last week, Baker got a swag back. Nick had a full-on chub, 165 rushing <laughs> yards, one touchdown. And then you look at the Niners. They're unbeaten, but they don't look like an unbeaten team. They don't look like a team that should be 3-0. I'll be honest, they don't. They don't. And But they're 3-0. and Tevin Coleman's been hurt. He's going to be back this week. They're 3-0. and Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't even looked that good yet. They're 3-0, and and George Kittle hasn't even had his breakout game yet. Mm-mm. So, like, all, those, all that tells you that they're 3-0... and and all these things should happen eventually, so they should go off. But I'm still going to take the Browns based on talent. Browns 31, 49ers 20. Okay. I have one final question for you before we go. Yes. Do the San Francisco 49ers screw around and make the playoffs this year? No, no. I, they're already – they all they need is like six more wins, and they'd be in contention. They're 3-0. and Okay, and we'll see if they all find... they All they have to go is, what, we got 13 games left, 13 minus 6. That's – Six and nine the rest of the season. That's pretty doable. No, it's very doable, and they could do it. Or but seven just... and eight the rest of the year, and they would be ten and six and almost okay, guaranteed a so playoff to make spot. A, so to make the playoffs, that means they're basically one of the top six teams in the NFC? Yeah, I don't think they are. Are the, are the 49ers one of the top six teams in the NFC? Do they have an easy schedule, though? I mean... If they have an easy enough schedule, they, they got to play the Cardinals In again. division, you have the Cardinals, who actually They'll could have to figure play it out. Again. They'll have to uh, play them again. They they do have the Seahawks and Rams to deal with, though. Very good have to teams. Play them, have they played either of them yet? Mm, they might have played the Seahawks, but they have not played the Rams. Because the Rams, the Rams were, have not lost. Yeah, them. that's right. The, the only loss for the Rams is the Buccaneers. And I don't remember the 49ers beating the Seahawks. I don't, they might I don't have, think but... they've played the Seahawks yet. They have played the Cardinals once, though, because they did beat the Cardinals. And they, they played the Buccaneers as well, because they beat the Buccaneers. So, but, are, so what are we doing right here? Are we betting like $5? I mean, 10 I, I'll, I'll, I'll throw $10 down that the 49ers are going to make the playoffs. Deal. All right. Sounds like a plan. Okay, we are finished. Done. No, uh, kind of feels weird not doing hot seat, but hey. Keeping it to the predictions this time. Maybe next week. Maybe next. There's always next week, right? We might bring back the uh, rap readings. Oh, a reading from the book of rap? Yes. Those were the good old days right there. <laughs> Whenever you tried to get me to say fact. 
I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I simply couldn't do it. I honestly, I just like hearing a good Christian man curse. There's something. There's something that just feels right about it. <laughs> it's heartwarming. <laughs> oh man. Well, come back next Wednesday. See how we did. Um, analyze our picks and keep our. I guess we'll keep our record all throughout season two. So, adios. See ya.